If you listen to the end of this episode, you'll get to hear a track by the Chicago comedy band Titty City called Red Lobster. They've got a Kickstarter running right now to raise money to produce their album. Please listen to the track and click on the link in the show notes to help them out. You are listening to Share a Slice with Sean. Welcome to Share a Slice with Sean. I'm Sean. I hope you like the new opening theme. The music is by longtime friends of the show, The Fantastic Plastics. The song playing right now is by today's guest, Shirin Del Suz. She writes music, grows much of her own food, composts with worms, makes 100% compostable clothing, and she strives to be as self-sustainable as possible. Shirin is from Montreal, but like me, she just doesn't like the cold at all. She moved to a small Texas town to escape the winter and be with her boyfriend too. Sounds like a good move to me. I asked her about this during the interview, so let's cut right into that part of the conversation now. I don't know if you've seen um, pictures or if you've heard through your wife that um, I wear uh, ski goggles and snow pants in Montreal in the winter time. It's just, I can't, I can't tolerate it. I can't. Yeah, uh, and and it's, it's and it's not a way to live with dignity, you know. I can't live uh, m- the rest of my life in snow pants and ski goggles. This is not a way to live, you know. And uh, where most of the world is uh, nice weather, like what's what's forcing me? What punishment am I going through right now that's forcing me to be? Who's locking me here? You know, who's? I was planning to uh, leave Canada anyway for the winters, at least. I I just didn't know where. I U.S. was definitely not on my radar uh i was you know like because of uh, all the the politics and all that um and uh how strict it is and it seemed like more relaxed in other countries it wasn't in my radar but i mean uh, this happened and i met a, a, a great man and uh, uh I, I decided i could just make my own world in um south texas i'm not really connected with the uh people here so much um not the general population so much like maybe the alternative scene but uh you know i just have my own world in this house i have my garden i do my music i do my clothing line um i go on the internet uh you know we hang out we do whatever we want we do all sorts of things like anything i want to do i can do here you know so i mean i i can change the culture but i can't change the weather you know I'm actually looking at some of your songs here, and uh, one of them is called Crown Land. I'll have that playing in the episode somewhere because uh, I was impressed. I mean, it kind of reminded me a bit of Ladytron or something like that. Like, it had a really neat beat to it. Um, Oh, thank you.
could you tell me like a little bit about like what that means that that song crown land yes yes i think um last time i checked was like around 80 percent of canada is uh owned by the queen you know i know it's supposed to be a symbolic it's not actually true you know it's, it's just a place where they just like you know leave it intact but you know the idea to think that so many canadians in debt uh, they're not homeowners you know they, they have to pay like outrageous rent you, like how, how come you know, being a citizen doesn't entitle you to some land when the queen has 80% of the land. Can't you, can't we have like, you know, three meters square of land where we can, you know, set up our shop? Like, I, I, I just, I didn't like that, I, that idea, like, of, especially like knowing that, um, you know, the, the average person would have to work maybe 30 years and save up all their money to just have a decent, you know, not even a nice home, just like a one bedroom home, let's say, you know, or a condominium. I saw an ad a while ago and it was, uh, I think it was had something to do with having a will and a testament or something. And they were, they were talking about how, oh, make sure that uh, you ensure that your children or, or your beneficiaries get, you know, the fruit of your life's accomplishments as if your life's accomplishments are your stuff. And it's not necessarily true. No, it's not. But I guess, like, in a way, like, your house, let's say it's, like, 40 hours a week, 20 years of your work. I mean, I guess it is kind of like your, your, you, isn't it? I mean, it is. But, I mean, it's just sad that uh, the, the system's set up where they say, look, okay, now, to be happy, you have to buy a house. And, uh, you know, we're, for that, you know, you're going to have to have this job right and you're gonna have to work at this we're gonna chain you up to this computer for eight hours a day right and then exactly. that's what you're gonna do and then you you ask why am i killing myself working these eight hour shifts in front of this computer like you know what what, what does this do for me oh what it does is it increases the counter on the bank account of some uh, executives out there exactly most people who work these days they're not really making anything they're just sort of selling things or pushing things around yeah exactly and it's it, like i said the system is just so on it gets more unfair like uh how many hours it took before like 30 years ago to own a house compared to today it's much more like like you'll have to work many more years probably than a person of like 30 years ago to own a house so why is that why should i play that game why should i be part of it like what's my motivation like i was not motivated so i had to find some alternate like the earth is huge i'm sure there's other uh solutions and i mean even here in texas i know it's, it, the, the houses are not that more much more expensive but you know maybe we could like look into like um uh getting a ranch uh, that's not uh expensive but, you know, by the water and good weather and I could set up my eco village uh, and live um, off the grid and be self-sufficient and teach others how to do it. That's like maybe a, an idea I might uh, pursue in the future. Yeah, I actually saw on your website, uh, I think this was on Lucid Living Music. You had this song, it was actually a music video and it's called Quantitative Easing. Yes. And yeah. Uh, I mean, it kind of reminded me of all this where you're like talking about, you know, you know, what really is money?
I actually kind of had an inkling of this before I watched your video. My, my dad sat down and tried to explain money to me once. And uh, everyone's like, money? Well, duh, everybody knows of that. It's these little coins and these papers. The papers aren't actually worth anything, really. I mean, they're only yep. worth how much paper is. They're not worth it. They're certainly not worth $10 or what have you. Um, exactly. To be honest, uh, it, it's really, really nebulous. Like, uh, it, it's just uh, everybody's sort of playing a game. And uh, at the very top, you've got people who are just saying, okay, I'm going to lend you guys uh, this much m money. We're going to call it money. So it's almost like an IOU where... It is exactly an IOU. It is an IOU. And the thing is that whereas you have... And, and now I'm going to sound kind of really conspiracy-like. And, I, you know, there's, there's some... There's like a degree where you go way over the cliff here. But whereas you, you have the gold standard where you have something, you have gold, it is worth something. I mean, it's still debatable how much it really is worth, you know? I mean, but still, you have something there. Um, when you're talking about these dollars that are just based on IOUs, I mean, uh, you're, you're, start, you're not starting out an, in a wealth situation. You're kind of starting out in a debt situation. Yeah, and who's, who gets, who's the guy who gets to be the one who issues the IOUs? What, what's so special about that guy? Like, why do I have to get the IOU only from that guy? And for listeners who uh, may not know, um, money is created by banks. It's not created by the government. It is created by banks. Gr banks create money and they lend it out to the government uh, or people or, or rather other banks and companies with the uh, idea of them giving that money back to the bank with more money, which makes no sense is because they're the ones who create the money. How are you supposed to give back money and more money with the interest when they're the ones who get to create it? Doesn't make sense. Cause like basically what I, how I want like to summarize it to people is if we add up all the debt, uh, there's not enough money supply to pay the debt. So it's impossible. It's impossible for our, all the debt to be paid off. Like, I think the debt in US is 20 trillion and the money supply is like, it was a three tr trillion, but th there's a there's a big difference between how much debt there is versus the money supply. So it makes no sense. This is all just a game. It is. Yeah. Well, can I explain again? Okay, so the there's a guy, there's a bank, the central bank, he creates like, let's say $10 and he gives it to you and says, Okay, Sean, now you have to give me that $10 back but with interest. So you have to give $12 back. I'm like, well, how can I give $12 back? Uh, you're the one who creates money. Yeah, the way it works is that it's like, okay, Sharon, I'll give you, I'll give you $10. You have to give me this $10 back. Um, plus interest. Plus interest. Well, how am I going to get the, the $10 back in the interest? Oh, well, you can work for me. I'll give you another $10. Right. Or, you know, you exactly. Yeah, that's how working. they enslaved you. Yeah. And, and basically it's impossible to pay off because, like I said, all the money supply, all the money that actually exists in the world is not enough to pay off all the debts. And that difference will always increase. Yeah, it's kind of depressing. I, I can see why, like, you'd want to, like, move to somewhere, at least being with nature and, you know, like, 
you know, uh, trees and grass and dirt. Yeah. That's all real. Finding alternative ways, finding alternative ways to stick it to the system. And uh, I mean, I know it's not really anything like a drop in the bucket for me for me to like grow my own food and try to do things DIY and finding uh, ways around the system to like uh, lower my cost of living and not being a consumerist and um, speaking out through music and talking and anything, you know, uh, YouTube videos, whatever it takes. Like I, I'm doing my part um, and I'll do more parts if I know if there are other methods. But I like it here. I like uh, being in a place where I can ride my bike and do my gardening. Like, since I moved here, like, the very first thing I did, I, I kind of went crazy with the gardening. I don't know if you saw. <laughs> you keep worms, and so you, you, you deal with yes. worms. You deal with composting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I'm going all, all out with the sustainability uh, lifestyle, trying to go as um, far as I can with it. Like, with our backyard it's really big and we're growing our own food and i'm trying to figure out how to uh, plan it out so that way we have um food year round it's not easy i know a lot of people might see some videos on their news feed on facebook about like how fun and easy and how you just throw seeds in the ground and all these beautiful lettuces and cucumbers come out it's it's very hard you have to deal with a lot of pests and uh, diseases and you have to make sure you water and uh, all sorts of things come up but like uh, i'm very determined and i've had uh, a lot of food come out of this uh, so far i've only been here like six months less than six months and uh yeah so i'm i'm being self-sufficient in the food way and also with the composting because by the way i don't know if you've noticed through your own gardening but soil is very expensive so you can get your soil for free with composting especially vermicomposting which comes from worms so you know uh, just by throwing your garbage in the compost um, it, it gets uh, transferred via worms or you know all the bacteria or whatever into fresh garden compost that you can use as soil in your garden and uh, grow better food. Here are the top 10 tips on how to maintain a vermicompost bin. I spoke about in a previous video how to start a vermicompost bin, but this video will be about how to maintain a vermicompost bin. So the first tip I have for you is you want to maintain the moisture in the vermicompost bin because the worms don't really thrive when it's dry. You have to think about how it is like in their natural environment where it deep in the soil it's moist and when it's raining you see that the worms coming out so you want to keep a similar kind of environment. You also have a, a, a great YouTube channel that you're working on where you're giving some advice on gardening and also composting as well. Yes, yeah, yeah, I, I did that because, um, I, like, since I started this, uh, I found that a lot of people who make uh, tutorials on gardening, um, they, they don't really do it, like, I mean, it doesn't have to be professional, but they don't really get to the point, and they, they have these videos where it's shaking and showing their um, garden, and it takes, like, your 10 minutes in the video, and you still don't know how to do it, like, so I'm trying to make uh, tutorials that really get straight to the point, no intro, nothing, just this is what it is, here are my sources, I even uh, put all the text in the description, and by the way, for the listeners, uh, the YouTube channel is called After Plastic Society, and uh, yeah, it's just dedicated to um, making, uh, you know, gardening easy for people, uh, so like, they don't have to waste their time, and uh, I mean, I just have seven videos so far, but I work hard on them, they're not 
just anything. And also the other videos that I have are, um, that I'm, I'm doing right now. It's not just about gardening. It's about, um, uh, compostable clothes. I call them. I'm trying to, uh, tell people about like how they can make their own compostable clothes and, uh, kind of promoting the clothes I make too. Cause like, uh, believe me, if you knew the process, you wouldn't want to make the clothes. It's so much involved. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm doing tutorials about like, you know, how I'm making my biodegradable clothes, how I dye them. I basically, for clothes to be compostable, like I'm using plant-based dyes and, uh, like cotton, uh, for the fabric and uh, making sure that the thread is also cotton, like making sure 100% that like there's no chemicals in the fabric, in the clothes that would, uh, be harmful for your compost pile. And by the way, if someone wants to uh, check out these compostable, biodegradable clothes, it's called um, havadesigns.com. You can check it out there. So I have another note here um, from your blog saying that you had sleep paralysis lately. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's a real thing. Um, I don't know if you've had this experience. It was this dream I had, okay? Imagine having this dream that you kind of think you're awake. I thought that there was someone in the house, okay? And I was not able to move my body. I couldn't move to, to walk. I couldn't move my fingers. I couldn't move my eyes. I couldn't move... I couldn't do any movement whatsoever. I was frozen and I was like yelling, move, move, move. And I couldn't move. I, I couldn't, there was, I couldn't move my toes. I couldn't move anything. Like I was, I was frozen and I thought I was, I heard someone in the house and I wanted to confront it and I just couldn't move. It, it was a really weird um, experience. It must've been scary. Yeah, it was. And I think it was because because um, my husband, he leaves uh, to work really early, like 4.30 in the morning. So, um, And I, I, I told him like for this morning to please uh, turn off the ceiling fan. I don't remember why. I think I was trying to see if my throat would be better if he turned off the ceiling fan. And I think he forgot. And then because uh, the ceiling fan sounds like footsteps. It's one of those kinds of fans. So mm -hmm. I thought in my head that he turned it off. So I think in my head, I thought he had turned it off. And then I thought that there was actually someone in the house. And then that's how I had that dream. And I never had that dream before. I've had vivid dreams. I had lucid dreams. And now I had a sleep paralysis dream. Do you think it was like triggered by fear that there was someone in the house? Or do you think that? Yes. Okay. So then you had like some sort of. So you woke up, but you were in some sort of shock-like phase, and then you yes. couldn't even, you were thinking really hard, you know, like to try and force yourself to do something, but nothing was responding. No, I couldn't. I could, and I wanted to get the gun, you know, like there's a gun in the house. <laughs> so like, I want to get the gun, move, move. <laughs> I couldn't do anything. Uh, but anyways, good thing I, I, if, if I did get the gun, because I'm, I'm terrible at uh, aiming. I, I, I should get some lessons. Uh, I did try it once and I was terrible. Um. My dad uh, had a gun in the house briefly. I'm not even sure if that was legal, to be honest. And it was, uh, yeah. it was um, buckshot. So he just told me to aim low. Uh huh. Oh, okay. That's I'll I'll take that advice. It was like a it was like a bird gun or something because it was buckshot. It it has a spread to it. So you're just going to cause that person a great deal of pain, basically. 
like by yeah. well, you're not going to kill the person necessarily yeah, that's the guns that they should make why do you have to kill the person like just put them out for a few hours call 911 and uh you know get yeah. it solved like why, why do you have to murder the person why does someone have to die for making a mistake in their lives you said that you have lucid dreaming. What exactly does that mean? Does that mean that you remember perfectly what happened in your dream? No, no. It's the kind of dream where in that dream you are aware that you are dreaming so you can control everything in that dream. That sounds awesome. Yeah, that only happened once. <laughs> I, I remember that happened to me once and it was one of my, I had a flying dream. So, you know, yes, the, yes, I had that too. Yeah. At first I was terrified. Then I'm like, no, wait, this is a dream. And then like I was Superman. Like yeah, I, you can control it. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Yeah. So I was like, well, why can't I, uh, I can't, maybe life can be like that. Maybe the life is a dream and I have to be aware that it's a dream and then I can control everything. I mean, I, I can't, con I can't fly, but maybe if I make myself aware, I don't know, it gets into some weird philosophy there, but maybe it's true. Who knows? I think that it could be true in a sense that uh, a lot of us put a lot of boundaries and written, like they put, we put walls in front of us, like that don't exist. So like, yes, I think that if people maybe realize that life is often much more of a game than they think, I mean, obviously basic necessities need to be met before you start thinking of things as being like a game. But a lot of very successful people that I've met, it takes a lot of the stress out of it and they're not, they're no longer in a reactive kind of mode and they're able to just sort of play and, and yeah, like a, like a game. And they probably can afford the drugs that can give you those uh, experiences too, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. Yeah, there's all sorts of interesting uh, hallucinogens and such. Uh, I, there's a show on Netflix all about that that I've been watching. Oh, yeah. I mean, uh, well, you've got all that kind of stuff too. Mushrooms and things like that. And, and you know, I, although I never really did any of those things, I can see where some of them might be very transformative for people. Like uh, for people who have certain problems or things that they they need to get over in their lives because it, it mm -hmm. might be able to, you know, connect them to somewhere else or, or have them live through an experience that heals them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'm sure it's, I mean, I never went through it, but I said, uh, when I'm old, when I'm, when I know I have a few days left, uh, I'd like to try all of these things and know what that's like. But I, I mean, right now I won't do it because I don't want to. I mean, you don't know if it's dangerous or if it could kill you or if it could, you know, ruin your body or because like it's not really regulated. So, but um, I guess those people are, I mean, who went through those experiences are, uh, I guess um, it, it's interesting. Like, you know, life is for having interesting experiences. And if they live through it and they're not affected, then like, uh, I guess that's good. Do you have any plans for the future? Like, uh, do you, what what's hot on your uh, hot on your plate right now? Yeah, right now that's a good question because like I have this challenge of trying to focus on things. So right now I'm focusing, or this week rather, <laughs> or this month, I am focusing on my clothing project, the compostable clothes project, because no one else is doing this. Well, one company in Europe, but no one's making clothes that I know in America or Canada. That is guaranteed to be completely safe for composting. So that's something I'm really working hard on. This clothing line is called Hava Designs. You can check it out. There will be a link below or with this podcast. And um, soon, like after this phase, um, 
like after I do the whole research and development soon, I'm, I'm going to go back into uh, lucid living. There's going to be uh, a lot more music being released in the near future, hopefully. So I'm going to be doing that. And also I'm just going to continue gardening, learning more, um, trying to be self-sufficient, making more YouTube tutorial videos and uh, doing my part. And, uh, you know, yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's good. Uh, so thanks so, so much for being on the show, Sharon. Yeah, thanks for having me. I had a great time and it was the first time I was on a podcast. Well, that's about all for this episode. I hope you enjoyed it. I'd like to thank Sharin for being on the show and remind you that all of her links will be in the show notes. For now, though, you can check her out over at SharonDelSouz.com. That's D-E-L-S-O-O-Z.com. All the music during this interview is by Sharin, and there will be links in the show notes. As mentioned previously, the new theme song is by the Fantastic Plastics, and it's called G-Dub Heights, and there'll be a link to their Bandcamp page in the show notes as well. As usual, the outro music is by Chromatics Music, and it's used with permission. Hey, why don't you leave this show review over on Apple Podcasts or maybe on Stitcher? You could also find it on Facebook and Twitter, too. Everything helps pad the fragile ego of yours truly who puts these episodes out and throws them into the universe and wonders if there's anybody out there actually listening. Please, please let me know. Anyway, let's cheer things up right now with a track from friends and potential future guests of the show, Titty City. And uh, City, by the way, is spelt with two T's. Please check out their Kickstarter campaign. The link is in the show notes. So thanks so much for listening, and here is that track I promised by Titty City. It's called Red Lobster. Feels like a million years I've been waiting for this night I've been wondering all about what your body, what your body, what you, what you gonna feel like I can't believe I finally got you here You're standing in my place Come a little closer, baby Whoa You've got a really familiar face Baby, well, one thing I gotta know about Before we do this tonight Baby, well, one thing I gotta know Gotta make sure you're not my cousin My cousin, my cousin before if you really must know okay please please calm down baby it's not as bad as you're making it sound just a little cooker 
close call when my really handsome cousin was in town. Baby, well, one thing I gotta know about before we do this tonight. Baby, well, one thing I gotta know. Gotta make sure you're not my cousin, my cousin, my cousin. My cousin. Cousin in the parking lot behind Red Lobster Blue.